In the early days of the internet, radical libertarians were scattered, lonely, and faceless. Without direction, they resigned to scour the web, sifting through content providers in a wasteland plagued by YouTube demonetization, Facebook jail, and covert internet censorship. But then, in 2017, the Libertarian Union was formed. Finally, the average Joe Libertarian could find a thriving community of independent podcasters and content providers, all in one convenient location. At Libertarian Union, we'll always have the latest news, interviews, discussions, and even movie reviews. With hundreds of episodes and more added all the time, you'll always find something fresh at libertarianunion.com. Welcome, everyone, to episode 33 of the Culture of Peace podcast. My name is Luke Tatum, and this is the show where I interview people who are advancing the message of liberty and changing the culture for the better. I know there's lots of podcasts out there. As always, thanks for choosing to spend your time with me and listening to what I have to say and what my guests have to say. It means you're taking responsibility for the present state of the culture and trying to get it back on track. So if you would, take a moment, leave a iTunes review or on Stitcher or whatever it is you use to listen to the program. Uh, that really does help. Five-star ratings, things like that, help the algorithms tell people to show this show to more people, which is great. Show notes for today is going to be luketatum.com slash 33. Be sure to stop by there before, during, or after the show and you'll get all the links that we talk about. Today, I'm going to be talking to Luis Fernando Mises. Luis is a leadership consultant, Libertarian Party statesman. He's an entrepreneur, uh, loads of other things. He runs a website called The Emancipated Human. He sells Kratom, and he contributes to the Dollar Vigilante. So we'll have lots to talk about. Luis, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to be here with you, Luke. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining me. I love, love, love uh, the stuff that I've seen. I haven't seen all that much, but when I stop by Emancipated Human, it's always engaging and thoughtful, and there's lots of stuff there. So um, I know a bit, but I would like to maybe have you talk about what Emancipated Human is, what that's all about, like, you know, a three to five minute pitch, if you would. Oh, yes, absolutely. So, um, Emancipated Human came about um, through a lot of introspection. So, you know, since I was little, I always, like, um, I've been uh, in in a mode of uh, service of others, right? So, whenever I started delving into um, more of the mystical aspect of things, um, I um, started studying, you know, I, I became a yoga instructor, did my 500-hour certification about 10 years ago, um, and I started seeing, you know, uh, I first, I'm just trying to edit my thoughts, so uh, I first joined a, an organization that helped people uh, with HIV and AIDS, and it was a nonprofit, and, and, you know, so I was trying to make the world a better place, and then I saw how a lot of that was actually not necessarily helping the root of the problem hmm. 
so I became a little bit, well, not a little bit, I became pretty uh, disappointed because we were, it was just like a band-aid, you know, like it, it's not healing, it's not fixing, it's just covering up the wound. Um, so I was looking for more. So that's when I became a yoga instructor. I wanted to help people empower themselves. And, uh, you know, um, from there, one of my teachers actually, um, I connected with him and, and he took me under his wing and I started learning uh, more like hands-on shamanism. And, you know, for the longest time I've devoured the Carlos Castaneda books, you know, and, and I, I was really intellectually into that and then when he presented the opportunity to actually get hands-on training on that i i you know it was uh pretty exciting to me so i took it um after the very first time that he guided me through ceremony um it was kind of like a monetary policy um master's degree in eight hours <laughs> and <laughs> i came out of it and I looked at Mike in the eye and I said, Mike, so Ron Paul is right. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, actually, yeah, he's right. But, you know, we can't just change things overnight. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. And, um, you know, after a couple of ayahuasca ceremonies after, um, the name came to me like um, she said, you know, your, your um, mission in life is to empower others and to be present. I hadn't put those words together like that, you know. Uh, until then and I started looking for names to represent what I was going to be doing and you know Emancipated Human I want to say that like you know it would have been pretty sexy that it was the first name I thought about well it really wasn't you know I was trying to look for names and they were taken website names were taken and I was pretty disappointed and I just kind of let go and I sat there for a second and you know, a couple of deep breaths and it just came to me and I typed it and it worked. It was clear. It was uh, available. I mean, we're talking about nine years ago or so. So I, so you know, I got the name. I started doing work. Um, I became part of the, at that time, that's all I knew what to do. I became part of the Libertarian party and I worked with them for, I don't know, five years or so. Um, and then I saw, you know, for, I, I mean, I still work with them, but try to create like we got hijacked by the tea party you know and i mm -hmm. saw that with my very own eyes when we were at the convention so i became uh i was like you know this is kind of like a, a game that just keeps people thinking that they can create change but they really aren't creating a lot of change you know so i started looking for more and then i moved into uh, voluntarism but i moved you know whenever you first wake up you're angry and i started seeing that a lot of people were angry too. And, and, you know, I lost a couple of relationships because I was on that train and I was like, can you not see, you know, like you've seen all of that on, yeah. on you know, social media. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I noticed that that was not necessarily resourceful. So I moved from that. I channeled the anger and I did some more deep work and I started seeing how that's just, you know, part of the same wheels turning the same thing into shit. So I, I saw that actually by, teaching people skills that I had learned through the years and, 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 you know, making, uh, uh, not just like I did a podcast for many years and it was not just about like ideas, but like you said, like with you, you know, people that are making changes. So I had a lot of, uh, ideas that it would, that would inspire people to create more change in their lives. 
So, you know, that's what I've been doing. And that's what I do in the corporate world. You know, I teach people how to people and other things, uh, meditation, presence and, and, you know, creativity, uh, team building, all of that stuff. So it's been a really amazing journey. Emancipated Human is then kind of a unification of all of these things, right? So yeah. yes, sir. You're, you're an NCAP or a voluntarist or however you'd like to to frame it as I understand it. And so I, I'm really interested to know how you see all these things as being unified because I, you know, mostly do episodes about economics or specific things like cryptocurrency or, you know, someone that's running for president that wants to get rid of the whole federal government, you know, just specific, specific things. But you're kind of a big picture guy, right? Well, it's uh, both, you know, you're uh, converging and diverging, depending on what's needed at the time. I like to provide the vi big picture because a lot of times, you know, people don't know what, like, we can, it's, life could be so much more amazing that we can even imagine. So we, what I like to do is tell them, you know, this is what we can achieve. And then how do you achieve it? Well, here's these steps, you know, um, and, and, and I, the main thing that I've notice and that i like to talk about is that we tend to blame society because what we are society so to change society we have to change ourselves you know you cannot just go out and like march and do all this shit if you're not doing your own work if you're not you know it's how we treat each other like your family your kids your parents your co-workers it's all about the inner journey without that inner journey there's i mean it, we're just running in circles so it, there's the big picture and then there's the how to Got it. Okay. And so maybe this is a good question then. What does the spirituality aspect of this, what does that mean to you and how does it tie into to liberty? Like, yeah, you, you take it from there if you can. Yes. Um, well, this may sound a little crazy, but... Um, the, for instance, like lizards have, a, you know, a direct, um, uh, well, most other animal has a predator, right? So, with the exception of humans, <laughs> that's, that, I was uh, thinking about that. So, because it's a chain, right? There is no such thing as like the, I mean, we're not the apex, we're not the end. If we like, you know, become more aware, like plants talk to us. So, there are some... Uh, you know, our, our own um, predators are humans and um, some invisible entities, if you will. So how we are able like to, um, you know, I don't necessarily like to get into the religious aspect, but like in all the religious, uh, I guess, movements, you know, from um, Buddhism to Christianity to uh, Zoroastrianism, all these things, they talk about things being beyond the, the, the physical realm. So, I think that mm. once people are able to really understand that they are not just this meat suit, that they are basically a part and parcel of the entire universe, like that the people will lose the fear and they will lose the need to control others. So, it's... it's um, I think that by adding that little piece, which is fundamental, it would, it just changes people, you know, like if I suddenly know that, you know, there is no fixed pie and that I don't need to control you and that everything that I do comes back to me and, you know, all of these um, ancient truths, you know, people will be much more 
better at interacting with other people. And at the same time, you know, it's like life is a boomerang, whatever you throw out comes back at you. So just helping people understand these things and then uh, giving them certain tools to get to that understanding and to continue their journey uh, is, I think, where it's at instead of having to bark at the government. And I mean, in all honesty, we have the government that we deserve. You know, we put those people there and we let them do all the crazy shit. We allow all this stuff. So in my opinion, like all of that is just a a side effect of our internal state of consciousness. Okay. So, I mean, you have so many things that are unorthodox to to present to people and i think you know certainly some of them i'm not even fully equipped to be receiving myself you know so it's i guess there's always a process and you have to take steps as you're ready to take them but i heard for example in your anarch awaken 2019 presentation you had this little aside where you just said that you don't believe in punishment can you elaborate on that? Oh, yes. You know, um, and I will, this happens, you know, in families, this happens in the corporate world, this happens basically everywhere. So like, we can start in the workplace, you know, if you're, um, if you're, if somebody comes in with an idea and then they develop it and then they mess up um, and then you punish the person, you know, you're basically inhibiting any kind of, uh, growth or new ideas and you're going to be stuck. So instead of that, instead of punishing, you know, there are natural repercussions. And this also goes for, you know, uh, parenting. Um, my daughter, she's 14 now, but when she was around eight or nine, she lost her iPhone. And my brother was like, you know, you, you have to do something to uh, punish her because this is, you know, this is an expensive item. And I, and I was telling him, you know, losing her iPhone is punishment enough for her lack of consciousness. And I talked to her and I said, Hey, you know, you lost it. I'm not going to buy you another one. And she understood. And then, you know, a, a couple of years ago, she actually worked and saved enough money to where she bought herself an iPhone eight when they first came out. So wow. the idea that I didn't put any money. Like I took her to the store and she just busted out her thousand dollars and put them on the counter for the lady, you know? So instead of like um, creating this uh, uh, culture where if you make mistakes, you get punished, you know, like you and as, as an entrepreneur, me as an entrepreneur, we make mistakes all the time. And, and I like to move away from the win uh, lose mentality into the win learn mentality so okay you didn't win but you have to take those learnings you know you have to take extract what you can get out of this and 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 if you see it as punishment either from god or the universe like you're not going to get anywhere so if you move into that frequency of okay we messed up what can we learn from it don't do it again you know that i think that's a really different way to conduct uh, life what do you think Yeah, sure. And of course, it's totally diametrically opposed to everything that the state does, which is, you know, you have this like crime against society, even nonviolent crimes, there has to be punishment. And, you know, you go to prison or or whatever. Um, It's, it's so weird, whenever you're comparing it against what you're saying. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, for instance, somebody gets like, shoot, we're creating by by creating this culture of punishment. All we do is create a black market for 
other things. I mean, I'm not just saying drugs and, 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 you know, like that kind of stuff, like anything people will hide, you know, and instead, you know, you can do things in the light. You can do things visible if, if you don't have the fear, like it just creates like an entire uh, culture of tension and, and, and hiding and something that is not necessarily good for anybody, you know? So how do we harness that kind of stuff to create better results is through non-punishing, you know? I was reading the book Conscious Capitalism, uh, I guess when it first came out, I don't know if it was like 2014, and I got to meet John Mackey, and actually we talked about it for a few seconds, and he was mentioning that one time at one of the stores at Whole Foods, the power went out, and when the power went out, you know, they have a bunch of things that are in refrigerators. So it was not even the the manager, it was the team leader, like this, the assistant manager that just had the idea. And he said, you know, anything that uh, we're not going to close the store, but anything that when people come, we're going to give them the groceries for free because, you know, we're going to lose it anyway. So that happened. And wow. The general manager, instead of getting upset, you know, and then they went to the regional managers, like instead of getting upset, that actually gained so much visibility from the news, you know, like that one decision. So, in, for instance, in a normal culture, like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you giving out this away for free? You know, this is right. a lot of money. Right. So, right. I mean, just like if you're seeing things whole, like if you zoom out, look at the big picture. And you're like, well, I wouldn't have thought of that. And, you know, maybe it's a good idea. Let's see, you know. So first response is like getting angry because of, again, of that fear, you know, you're going to lose, you're going to, but because it turned, it got turned around into like amazing marketing. So, you know, there's a lot of examples that prove that there is, uh, it is more resourceful to ditch punishment. That is fascinating stuff, man. And now, let, let's switch gears a, a little bit because I definitely want to talk about like psychedelics and that sort of thing because I have absolutely zero experience with this sort of thing. So like I've had a couple of wines in my life. I've never tried beer. I've never smoked anything. I've never, you know, no weed, no cigarettes, nothing. And fine, you know, call me a prude or whatever. But I, this is totally outside of my own personal experience. And so I view this as an opportunity to learn. So um, what, what is that all about? Why do you, why are you into Kratom and, and these other things? And what is the, what purpose does that serve? Well, I think Kratom and um, teaching plants are, you know, they're not on the same, um, I guess, folder if you will um kratom and we can talk about that after if you want but to explain like i guess your question is more towards the entheogens so yeah. there's the the main thing is um uh, imagine easter right when you hide the little eggs and then you find little eggs and there's like surprises in them so i've i've, I've seen that that's what you know um psilocybin and some pedrocactus and ayahuasca and all these things are they're like little eggs that have been hidden by allies you know in in higher dimensions that they uh show up as those things in our dimension and they're just ways to connect us with the divinity and it's uh it's just a tool just like anything else and 
some people can abuse it, you know, because I've, I've seen, um, actually, I know of a couple of people that have gone off the rails. But I think if you're honest with yourself and you like, so what they do is that they present you with a lot of the things that you have gone through in the terms of like trauma, for instance, like 99% of the people had, you know, childhood trauma of some sort. So all of that gets shown and gets presented. So if you show up with an open heart and an open mind, you will heal it. Alternatively, if you hide, you know, you, you try to make general uh, justifications for all this stuff, like you're not going to gain the healing from it. So the pr primary idea is to heal all of that, to let it go so you can get into uh, a higher state of uh, consciousness. Now, um, it is, you know, said in, in some traditions that talk about the afterlife that you get like a judgment day when you die. So it's not really like somebody judging you, you know, kind of like putting you on trial for all the shitty stuff you've done. What happens is a review of life and you will feel everything that you made others feel. So whenever that happens, you know, that's how you're basically cleansing yourself to go to the other side. Um, and, and what entheogens do at the very beginning is that very thing. You're able to see all the trauma, you know, and you're, you can heal it and then you can move to other stuff. So that in itself is really amazing because it like, it provides a lot of healing for people that have gone through really shitty stuff. Um, I had a pretty amazing childhood myself, so I haven't had a lot of that. So like, you know, the first few times it was like connecting with interdimensional beings learning expanding doing all sorts of um, exploration and uh it's it's been supremely helpful not just for me but because i live a life of service i pass it on to whomever wants to hear it so i think that that's like the whole idea of um um you know of entheogens i don't even necessarily like the word psychedelics because it has a you know the the blueprint of you know I guess hippies that, you know, you know, 60s, 70s kind of stuff. And this yeah. is way, way, way beyond just like, I mean, this is not recreational at all, dude, you know? So that the whole point of that basically is to know yourself and to heal yourself and to bring that healing to the world. And I think it can be done um, really efficiently through the use of entheogens. What do what you do say, say? Uh, when people are like, I guess, for example, you're saying things like divinity and interdimensional and stuff like that. And I just worry that, well, surely you've encountered people that say you must be crazy, right? Like, what are you even talking about? How do you how do you start that conversation? <laughs> well, I guess, you know, like people would have to either, like you said, you know, be ready or have some background information on this. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of people that will just think that it's crazy and that's okay you know like they're if they're unable to see or unwilling whatever i mean i think that's you know another cool thing about the whole idea of libertarianism uh do whatever you want as long as you don't hurt other people right so but like the idea of interdimensional being so if you think about um the vastness of the universe we are not like in, in, you know, just one planet in the entire, like the odds are that there's something else other than us in this universe, this vast, vast universe. Sure. 
to to really connect with that kind of stuff it's i guess i see it like it's just technology dude so entheogens will be just technology that help you see so whenever you put like infrared glasses you know you can see some other things and and basically what the entheogens do they open up your your perspective of the electromagnetic field with our eyes we only see i don't know like two percent or something like that really really small so when you do this it opens you up to see more so you know the i think what was it jesus said the kingdom of heaven is already here but you just can't see it like he said something like that and it's not nothing really esoteric it's just like i mean all of that is happening at the same time we just don't have the perception for it so as we are able to i mean and you don't need uh, entheogens you, your body produces dmt i've been doing uh, holotropic breath work and that stuff kicks in you know in 30 minutes too uh so there's different tools but ultimately all of those things are just um it help they help you see more of what's already here okay okay so is it fair to say this is like elevating your consciousness then is that a good way to think about it yes yes absolutely and you know even if just in normal life this happens already without anything like that so whenever you are for instance um so i can explain this in two ways like if you're thinking about buying a certain car and suddenly you start seeing a whole lot more of them in the street you're like oh snap so like your attention goes like your unconscious mind starts seeing more of what you're putting your focus on. That's nothing woo. I mean, that's just how the brain works. And another thing is, for instance, um, if people are attracted to certain kind of people because of their um, stories that they tell themselves, you know, growing up, culture, whatever, mm-hmm. when they change their modes of thinking, for instance, and this is like really uh, a thing on, on people that have gone through traumatic events. Whenever they're able to heal that trauma, they start getting attracted to different people that suddenly treat them better. Because you've, you've seen those people that are like, oh, you know, like, oh, I always get the same person. They always do this to me, whatever. So how does that happen? Is it me or all men are shit or whatever? No, it's just, you know, how you attract certain people because of your way of thinking. So if you change that, then the people you're attracted to changes too. So it's the same thing. Like, this is just something that helps you align your focus a little broader so you can see more. Okay, cool. Um, Thanks for the examples because I think that helped me kind of grapple with it a little bit better. Now, let's say someone's been listening to us and, well, listening to you explain these things and they're maybe interested in starting along this sort of path. Like, I know there's at least one other person in the world that is like me, hasn't really tried that many things. And so what's like, Step number one, how do you start? Gosh, this is actually, um, I think that reading a lot is the first step. So you have a, you know, one thing that really has helped me is that I've been such a geek all my life. And like (laughs) my favorite freaking subject was physics, you know, in junior high and high school. So to like, I used to just devour uh, I don't know if you ever watched Beakman's World growing up or Michio Kaku, Carl Sagan, all of this mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. So, 
if you like that's helped me so much because it, it already had that background so whenever i got into actual experiential physical stuff i could see what the hell was happening because i had all this background knowledge so you know the very first thing is to be like really like get into that uh understanding of physics and even physics they explain dimensions up to the 11th dimension 12th dimension is really unstable so they cannot even mathematically put it in numbers so, you know, just learning about all those things. And then, like, Airwood website, they have all sorts of entheogens information. Like, you can basically read people's uh, reviews and experiences. And, and so you have a little bit of an idea. Now, I would suggest that um, my mom, you know, had an example. She'd say, like, everybody talks about the fair depending on their experience. So, like, if you win your prizes at the fair, you're going to talk really well about the fair. If you didn't win shit, you're going to say, oh, that place sucks, you know? Mm -hmm. So, all of it, it, when you read it, don't just take it as, like, this is the whole truth, but take it as this is an experience, you know? Like, when you're going to Amazon and reading the reviews, some people will complain, like, they give one star because they just didn't understand the product, you know? Right, right. So... If you, but there's like 20,000 people that really liked it, you know. But so, anyway, just scheme through all that stuff, read it, get really acquainted. And once you put your, this is gonna sound weird, but this is super true. Once you're reading all of that, once you really get acquainted with that and, and, and into that same vibe, it will present itself to you. So, in other words, you don't find entheogens, entheogens find you once you're ready. And, and this is super crazy, but this is just the way it is. Huh. Man, this is all this is exciting. We're going to have a lot to talk about after <laughs> after this show. Um so I do want to wrap up. I have work this evening and everything, so we'll have to cut it around here, but I do have one last question. So I want to ask this at the end of every show, and I've been doing this for a few episodes now, but what is your brief assessment of the state of the culture here in the United States and then what is your prescription for improving that? Um, I see that life is not necessarily getting worse and it's just getting more complex. And to be able to really fully understand life, we have to become more complex. So imagine that it's like, um, you know, a Honda Civic. It's a really, really simple car that you can fix really cheap. And it will not break down for 25,000 years. Now, if you think about a Lambo, you know, it's a super, super complex machine. You're going to have to take it to the shop more often because it has way, way, way more parts. But it's more fun to drive and it has more exhilarating experiences, right? Hmm, So, I, I think that life is in a continuous trajectory towards that Lambo state. So, some people will say, oh, you know, that's so hard. I can't keep up with it, whatever. That's fine. It's not getting worse. Like, just see it from that perspective and you will see that it's actually getting more fun. So, just, you know, my my overall, you know, perspective of life is that it's getting better, but it is more complex. So, what is the prescription? To raise our threshold for life. When you're able to raise your threshold for life, you can take more in and it becomes more fun. Awesome. Okay, that was an awesome answer. Uh, how can people keep up? Excuse me, keep up with you and what you're doing. Uh, well, I'm always on Facebook and Instagram. Luis Fernando misses. Um, just chime in. I'm happy to chit chat. 
All right, perfect. I'll link to your Facebook then, and I'll link to Emancipated Human, of course. And man, this has been great. Like I say, we'll have a lot to talk about, but um, for now, we'll go ahead and cut it there. Thank you so much, Luis. You have a great day. Thank you. You too. We'll be happy to do it again.